0: A really warm welcome to the teaching ministry of New Life Church Crawley. We're a multicultural, intergenerational church. and We believe in the gospel of Christ. We believe in spreading his love through his word and through his works. We really hope that you enjoy what you hear today. We'd love for you to connect with us via the usual social media outlets, such as Facebook or on our website.
1: Someone that looks as if they're holy. I don't
2: mean their socks. Just say, just pray for me now. Just lay hands on and pray and, and pray God's blessing, and then we'll move on with the rest of the service. So let's do that quickly because we have stuff we need to do. God bless you. If you'd like to take your seats, that would be great. We have a special treat for you today. Not just one preacher, we have three. <laughs> So, kids, we do have some activity packs for you, but um, we'll give those out a little bit later. So, if you want to take your seats, everyone, kids, Jonathan, Jesse, want to take your seats? And I'll hand over to Edlyn. Thank you.
3: Good morning, everyone. Okay, so when I was a head teacher and I used to do assemblies every morning, most mornings, I would say to the children good morning everyone and then their response was good morning mrs whitman but well, you can say good morning edlene and then you'd say good morning everybody so we're saying good morning to me and then good morning everyone so let's try that good morning everyone good morning, mrs. and good morning, good morning <laughs> spot on fantastic thank you <laughs> almost as good as my kids um, years ago um, so we're continuing with the series about Meals with Jesus, and today we're going to look at a very familiar story, but we're going to start by thinking about a picnic. Now, I've got this amazing picnic basket. Don't think I'm really posh, because I've never actually used it. I, never, I don't even know where I got it from, to be honest. You can see it's never been used, it's not pristine, but it's a rather nice basket. Anyway, the problem is that it's got no food in it so I've got some helpers primed so if you've got a picture can you come to the front now and help me please fabulous okay so we're gonna think about what we might put in a picnic what might we take as food to put in our picnic so let's have the next slide please so the first thing is We need a, hold up, a blanket. Oh, it's a blanket to sit on, a blanket. So would you like to find a blanket over there? Fab, and then pop that into the basket. Wonderful, so now we've got a blanket, that's okay, but we've still got no food. So what's next? What's next? Oh, a sandwich, who's got a picture of a sandwich? Okay, I didn't actually bring a sandwich, but I did bring some bread. I wonder who can find me some bread. Can you find me the bread, Henry? Yeah, lovely. This is actually pizza bread. It's relevant to later on especially. So Henry, do you wanna put that in the basket? Okay, so we've got some bread. And what's next? Oh, an apple. Who's got an apple? Hold it up, Sarah. Fantastic, can you find an apple over there? Can you put that in my basket? Lovely. Alright, so we've got a bit of our five-a-day going on there, so we're keeping healthy. And now we're going to go for the sweetness, because I can't, you know, you've got to have something sweet. Anyway, so who's got the cakes? This young man. Hold up your picture. Oh, nice cakes. Oh, I didn't bring any like that. But I did bring a slightly sweet snack. So, can you help him find the sort of sweet snack that's over there? yeah it's an, it's actually an open light i'm trying to be healthy all right can you get that up here can you wonderful well done thank you very much and what's next oh a bag of crisps because everybody likes crisps don't they so you've got a bag of crisps can you find the crisps over there for me okay pop that in hooray and what's missing what have we not had yet hold up your picture water we must have water because we need to be hydrated so can you find the the drink over there the bottle of water fabulous fabulous are you tall enough to stick that in there you are just about Woo! OK, fantastic. Thank you very much, children, for helping me. You can leave your pictures at the front there. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So that's all fine. That's all fine. So that will kind of... Thank you very much for your help. That's enough for me. So I don't know about you lot. <laughs> that... Yeah, that's, that's enough for, for one of us. But the story we're thinking about today, can we have the next slide, please? This is a very familiar story. What if it wasn't just me? How could we share this out? Well, could we share it out amongst all of us here? Who thinks we could? Mm. Uh, It might be difficult it might be difficult I think we might be fighting over it what if we had to share it between everyone in the church what if the church was full today and David says when it's full we could have about 100 people here would would be able to share it now no okay Jesus was followed by people everywhere he went and on one occasion, so many people followed him that the Bible says there could have been about 5,000 people. But we have to remember that the Bible didn't count women and children. So all the women and children in here should be getting very cross. So if there was just 5,000 men and there were women and children as well, it could have been a lot more than that. It could have been... 1,500, 2,000, who knows? We don't know exactly. The story we're thinking about today is how Jesus shared a very little between over 5,000. All he had, if we could have the next slide, and we're going to watch a video now, all he had were two fish and some bread. So let's watch the video because that will remind us of the story and then Faith and Peace are going to come up and give us a little bit more context and explain what we should be learning from this story.
1: Stories of the Bible. Jesus feeds the 5,000. This is Jesus. Who is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. While Jesus was on earth, he taught everyone about God's love. He did many miracles and healed people of their sickness. Oh, hey everyone! A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick the crowd started to gather around Jesus, there were 5,000 men and many more women and children. Turning to Philip, he asked, Hey, Philip! Where can we buy bread to feed all these people? You see, Jesus was testing Philip for he already knew what he was going to do. Um. Philip replied, Even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Jesus said, "Tell everyone to sit down." Right, everyone, sit down. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and gave them to the people. Here you go. Afterward, he did the same with the fish, and they all ate as much as they wanted. Want some more? I'm all good, thanks. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. you got it. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps, left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves and two fish.
4: Good morning, church. Um, I'm a little bit stage shy, <laughs> so I'm going to try my best. Um, like the video we've seen, it talks about Jesus feeding 5,000 men, they say, and probably over 20,000 people with just five loaves of bread. This is actually five in, in this park, and two fish. And I think the emphasis of the story is really, how do we relate it to our world today? And um, peace is gonna come up. I'll just do a little bit of summary and then I'll do a concluding part of it.
0: Hello, good morning church. So we are looking at, um, is it the story of Jesus feeding or meals with Jesus? And this meal, moving on jesus is the host so there is a connection between this and the old and the old testament the crowd followed him to the desert god fed the israelites in the desert so i was as i was reflecting on when pastor david asked us to share i was reflecting on the verses that we were that's luke 10 from sorry, Luke 9, 10 to 17. So I was reading through, reflecting, and I can see a connection between um, God feeding the Israelites in the desert and then Jesus feeding the 5,000. So with God, it was the Israelites. Sometimes you may think, where does this leave me? I'm not an Israelite. But then in the New Testament, you can see that Jesus invites everyone to the meal. You know, so we can always come to God with everything and give Him everything. And also, the other thing that I was thinking about is um, when they were asking, What do we feed them? Jesus said at the very beginning of this story they came back with amazing stories. I think they had been out for ministry. They had seen the things that they had done in, you know, Jesus' name. But as humans, I think this is a reminder to us that we forget what God has done sometimes when hard times come. But let us be encouraged to give everything to God. So they came back. They were excited. And now here they're saying to Jesus, what do we do? And... Verse thirteen, sorry, Luke nine thirteen, he says to him he says to his disciples, feed the people. That was an instruction. Having seen all these miracles, they should have known that, you know, he's given an instruction. We should give grace and believe that God will do it. So this morning, we just want to encourage everyone that whatever it is, let us stay in the Lord and remember his promises. Let us not be forgetful like the children of Israel, they crossed over the Red Sea, they were fed in the desert, but they were still complaining.
4: Thank you, Peace. I've got three points here. Just as the story says, just as the boy's humble offering was used by Jesus in feeding the 5,000, I believe that God invites all his children to partake in his kingdom work. And I guess we'll ask ourselves, how can we we go out there? There are millions or billions of people on Earth. How can we partake? This can sometimes include giving your physical food to people, which is very easy. I'm sure a lot of us do it. We drink tea and coffee every day, every Sunday. Um, There's biscuits, there's cake, That's feeding. That's one of the ways we can do it. Um, Another way, but on a deeper level, It means being willing to share the goodness of Jesus, to help feed the spiritual hungers of others. We're in a world where people are hungry for for different things and people are feeding the hunger with different stuff. But God, in this story, fed over 5,000 people with physical food, not just physical, but emphasis was on the physical food, yeah. But God is calling us to also go out there and feed people. And feed also the spiritual, the, the their spiritual need, which is sharing the good news. Um, another another point that I um, came across while reading and watching these videos and everything is, Jesus trust trust Jesus to multiply the impact of what you share with others. Nothing is too little for us to share. In God's kingdom a little hello, a little are you, a little thank you. It's all, it goes a long way when it comes to God. God does amazing life-changing things for others when we entrust him with whatever resources we have. We've all got different resources, be it food, be it time. You know, some people are here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday doing amazing things, there are different ministries that are being run from the church. You'll be amazed, I'm quite amazed, every time I learn of one new ministry that has been done from the church, and it's really imparting the community. Um, be to our skills, some people are great at singing, we've got the different departments. It takes a whole lot to put this together on a Sunday. <laughs> and that's also, that's feeding. You know, I think for me, I want us to leave here today not just focusing on the physical food, but also on the spiritual food and what it takes for God's kingdom to run and to work the way God intended to work. And also our testimonies. You know, as Christians, sometimes we we'll a be shy to say, share what God has done. Our testimony is... One of the resources that we can use in feeding people. One thing I noticed with people is people want to hear the, your testimonies, even with people that don't know God. I've had people in my life when I would, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, it's all about God's grace, and they want to know, you know, our testimony is one of the one of the ways we can also feed our five thousand. God is able to multiply the physical and spiritual in of what we share to glorify his kingdom. There's a saying, little is much when God is involved. Little is much when God is involved. You know, your five minutes of helping someone in need, your five minutes of, you know, going out there and sharing the good news, sharing the leaflets, you know, um, two minutes of just stopping and checking if someone is okay. As long as God is involved, God doesn't see your two minutes or your five minutes. He sees your obedience to his call, and he multiplies it. And that's what God did with the little boys, five loaves of bread and two fishes. I believe he wasn't the only one with a lunch pack. I'm sure there were other people, Uh, You know, I I would believe that parents of those days were responsible to give (laughs) their children that were going to listen to Jesus packed lunch. But the, the amazing story about the little boy was that he was bold enough and courageous. And I'm saying to our little ones here today, you know, God wants you to be bold and courageous to take the little that you have and share with your friends. Be kind, say a kind word, be nice to them. And that's one of the ways we little ones can share the good news as well and feed our 5,000. Sorry. Um. Sorry. Thirdly, God wants us we should learn to put God first and things will fall into place. And this is what the story literally teaches us. The disciples came to Jesus and they said, oh, these people are angry. Let's send them away, which is the easiest thing to have done, you know. But Jesus, and also when they went to Jesus, I was expecting them to say, okay, don't worry. Go into a corner and say a prayer and come out with, you know. <laughs> Some amazing food. But I I guess, like um, Peace said, in the Old Testament, God was able to provide manna on a daily basis for his children, the Israelites in the wilderness. But Jesus wanted to actually show that we're important, each and every one of us is important in this call to see that souls are saved. And that was why I, I would believe, I want to, you know, I wasn't there, but I would believe that God really wanted us to understand our significance in, in, in the all in his kingdom. We're needed. Each and every one of us, we're needed, and we all have a part to play. When we put God first, we can trust that he will take care of us. By his love and grace, he will bless his children with what we need to live to lead joyful and fulfilling life as we bring glory to him. Look at the little boy. I bet he left with a basket load of fish and bread and took it home. So he came with two fish and five loaves and probably left with a full picnic box. And you, if we were to picture the little boy going, going on with more, you can imagine the joy on his face and you know just the fact that I was there and witnessed a testimony, a miracle actually. And that's what God is saying to us. We all pray for miracles, but are we giving the little that we have? So that it can actually, you know, we can be partakers of that miracle, miracle. The little boy gave, Just the the ending note, the little boy gave all of his lunch, not half, not one bread. He could have taken one bread and one fish, or he could have taken two bread and one fish. But he gave every single thing, brought every single thing forward. He gave all. I would encourage us today, you know, we're in a world that's really fast paced. There's literally enough time to even go up in the morning to do the basic things. That will encourage us today. We shouldn't give God our leftovers. That's what the world says now. You know, do every other thing and, you know, just the two minutes you have left. You know, if you're a Christian, do something for God. Or oh, we don't have enough time. Time just goes so quickly. But God doesn't want our leftovers. The little boy did not give God his leftover. He could have had his lunch and brother left what was left, or he could have taken some for himself. But he gave everything. And if we're God's children, God is calling us to give, give, give our all to him today. We need to give him everything so that he can use our everything for a miracle, which is what the feeding of the 5,000 is all about. It's God's miracle showing that little goes a long way when it's involved. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you, Fith. <laughs> Just going to take a- um, there are activity packs, you, the kids are, are unlikely to get them finished because i are only going to take 10 minutes to do this, but Nicky's going to hand them out, uh, and the kids can take them home and complete them. There's some really lovely little puzzles um, and verse, um, and there's even some fish. I think I lost some stuff along the way, some bread and fish. Things that are impossible with people are possible with God, and I think that's one of the really important lessons for us to learn. So often when we read this story, if you have your Bible, it's Luke chapter 9. So often when we read this story, we kind of almost read it like it's a kid's bedtime story. Um, And if we're not careful, we can kind of think along the lines of, well, I'm not really sure about this. I'm not sure if it's true. I'm not sure if I believe But Luke's actually trying to make a very significant point out of this. So if you have your Bible, Luke chapter 9, let's turn there. Because I want us to to read it together. Luke chapter 9 verse 10. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Then he took them with him and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethesda. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodgings because we're in a remote place. He replied, You give them something to eat. They answered, We have only five loaves of bread and two fishes unless we go and buy food for this crowd. About 5,000 men were there. But he said to his disciples, Make them sit down in groups of about 50 each. The disciples did so, and everyone sat down, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave it to the disciples to distribute to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces. So, I don't know how you think about the story, but I wonder how the young, the young kid really thought about it. Was he willingly giving up his lunch, how fussy must this have been, how difficult must it have been. Listen, I can't get you back from the welcome time to settle down. But even in that, do you know, Jesus is so relaxed about it all. The word that's used here doesn't just mean sit down and do what you're told. Jesus wasn't being a school teacher and that wasn't what happened. He was actually basically saying to him, relax, sit down and receive. Because the word he uses is the word recline. It's the same, it's part of the culture. Do you know when they're so relaxed and you're sitting down? Have you ever sitting down and maybe someone's fed you some stuff or you've been having your grapes and cheese at night? I don't know how you do that. But that's how they... In the Bible and particularly in Roman times, I'm sure you've seen the pictures, they would recline to eat. And Jesus coming and saying, not sit down in a uniform way, but relax in my presence. Because I'm God and I've got this covered. Do you know what? Sometimes we need to learn that in our life. Sometimes we need to learn the fact that God will be generous with us. We all need to be loved We all need to be cared for. We all need to be listened to. We all need to be seen. And the truth is, in all of those things, Jesus meets our needs. But not only that, he brings us to our our greatest spiritual need that we're brought back into relationship with the Father. He says, I am the bread of life. In fact, Jesus knew elsewhere. He says, listen, I know you're following me because I fed you. I know you're following me because of the miracles, but listen to what I'm saying. Listen to the message. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> the truth is, I am the bread of life. <coughs> and if you come to me with your needs, I will satisfy your deepest needs. <coughs> Examine your own life. Were you looking for satisfaction? unfortunately pastorally by the time situations come to me they're often messy by the time I'm called to be involved sometimes that means things are a mess and usually when that happens it's because people are are looking to get legitimate needs met in illegitimate ways sometimes people do that with alcohol sometimes they do it with drugs sometimes they do it With immoral relationships but it's all a symptom of the need to feel significant secure and have a sense of worth. But Jesus meets those needs. We don't need to find those needs met in other people or in wrong ways. If we will come and we will bring our greatest needs to him we will find that God is more generous and more loving than we can possibly imagine. The verse that we have out in the Hallway, the entrance, Michelle has in a little business card that she hands out to people when she's sharing the gospel, as, as Faith has said we should do. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And we need to come back to that time and time again and, and remind ourselves that Jesus, as God, will meet our deepest needs the needs for security, the need for significance, the need to have a good self worth. And it's legitimate to bring our needs. You know, Jesus wasn't annoyed with the crowds. He wasn't even annoyed with the disciples. He took them where they were at. And as he said on another occasion, Come to me, all you who who labor under a heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my burden is easy. My yoke is light. If we will come to him, he's the one God promised And that's the picture that that was coming together. You're fed in the desert. You're fed in a remote place. Just as Moses fed you. Now the new Moses. Now God's son has come. And he can meet your deepest needs. He's a love filled saviour. We've seen that over the last couple of weeks. He welcomes sinners. He welcomes people who are outside. Now we see him as the Lord of all. The God who can meet our deepest needs. As we've said over the last few weeks, we met last week with the families, and we believe that, that that Jesus values kids. In fact, so often he he brought kids and used them as an example. And I'm going to read to you a prophecy that explains why we are so committed to having the, involve, the kids involved in our worship, why we're so committed to having the, the kids involved in our life. Why we'd love to see them praying for healing. (laughs) Because they have the faith for it. They don't have the, the mental blocks and the objections we have. They have the faith for it. This is a prophecy that came that we shared last week with the families. The God of the generation says, I'm bringing my family together around the table of fellowship. Where there's been discord, disconnection and segregation, I'm joining I'm joining family back together. Where there's been disunity across the nations, I'm addressing the mindsets that perpetuate this. In particular, I'm removing false honor that patronizes the generations. I'm removing the expectations of a lack of connection, understanding, and mutual respect. And as you gather, make space for connection for the joining of hearts and choose to focus on what ties you together. As you learn to listen to each other with fresh appreciation, you will learn to value and celebrate each other. Allow me to teach you what I see and you will create a safe space for me to bring home those who walked away. You will create an environment where I can bring my hurting children and bring back those who walked away because they were misunderstood, crushed, frustrated, overlooked and angry. You will create a place where all can grow, participate and flourish. There is a unity to build together and prioritize generational unity. Not in an ungodly way that idolizes them, but in a way that champions, encourages, and releases them. I am releasing the grace for generational connection in the season. I'm releasing an anointing for intergenerational ventures. Do you know what? We want to see our kids being used by God. We want to see all ages, all generations being used by God, being in that right place. Can we be like the the little boy who brings whatever he has? Even if it only seems like it's our lunchbox. But kids, I'm speaking to you today as well. Whatever you have, whatever faith you have, bring it to God. You don't need to wait until you're a teenager to serve. You don't need to wait until you're an adult to be used by God. You don't need to wait until you're somehow mature enough. You can be involved right now, wherever you are, serving God in this place. We welcome that, don't we? We want to see that so that we build together. God can use anyone. Let's pray and then we'll do some announcements to close our service. Father, we thank you for the lessons we, we learn. That really you're, you're relaxed when it comes to meeting our needs. And you invite us to sit down in your presence. Lord, we learn that you're God. <laughs> Father, would you help us? Would you come into the various situations that we know we're facing as individuals and as a church. And we bring everything that we have We bring our deepest needs to you. We pour out our heart to you because God, you are able to meet those needs. So Lord, we invite you to come in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we're going to quickly do some announcements and then the guys are going to come and lead us in an old hymn, but it's to a, a new tune, so it might be slightly different. Allow them to lead us in that. So, yeah, just move on a couple, Sophie, for us. Um, if you are new here, uh, you should have received a welcome pack. Uh, if not, make sure you get one and you can uh, connect with us. There's a, a connect card. You can give us your details if you've been watching online. And then you can fill those online as well. New Life contact. Connect, sorry. I'll get that right one day. So we also want to pray for for Harold and Sinead because one of the things we recognize is important and it's an appropriate day to do this is that we want to really develop our youth work in this place. We do. We have a heart for that and our philosophy of ministry always is until we have someone willing to lead the ministry, we're not going to do it. Because it always ends up back at my door, at my feet, and there's only so much I can do. So that's our philosophy of ministry here. Unless someone can lead the ministry, we don't do it. So, as was a piece said last week, you don't come to the pastor and say, We think the church should, or We think you should. <laughs> because if you have the heart and the vision and the plan for it, guess what's going to happen? You're going to do it. <laughs> We're going to say, tag Europe. That's how it works. Because that's part of the ministry of the church. Ephesians 4 says, I'm here to equip you to do the work of ministry. Not to do all the ministry. Read it, Ephesians 4. Pastors, evangelists, prophets, past- uh, uh, apostles and teachers are here to equip the saints to do the work of ministry. So we've got a couple of saints for you today. <laughs> you are biblically saints. The, this is the truth. So, Harold and, and Sinead, very kindly stepping up, really from September onwards, uh, to begin this process of developing the youth work. I mean, come on. If you're going to have cool youth leaders, <laughs> huh? <laughs> and wasn't she a proper rock chick on the drums this morning? Huh? So, you know, we're going to have cool people, not old farts like me or or others. So we're going to bless them. We're going to pray for them. We're going to support them. We want to see this place thrive and prosper. Yeah. Right from the youngest, right through to the oldest, whoever that happens to be. So we're going to pray for them. We're going to bless them. We're going to encourage them. And at the right time, we're going to invite people, aren't we? See, here's one of the principles I've learned from Scripture. Really interesting phrase in Genesis. Genesis, it says that God didn't send the rain until there was someone to work the land. Sometimes God withholds stuff until the right people are in place. So I'm believing and expecting that we're going to grow this work, that we're going to develop this work, and other people and other young people will come as we put in place the right things. So would you stretch out your hands towards me, towards them? I'll take it as well. And and, and we're going to pray a blessing on them. pray God will use them to raise up this next generation. So, Father, we thank you for Harold and Sinead. We thank you for the many gifts that they have. But more importantly, we thank you for their, their willingness to get involved. Their availability of bringing their lunch to you. To be willing to be used for the purposes of the kingdom. And, Father, we pray over the next few months as they, as they pray, as they fast, as they seek you. As they plan. As they make connections. Lord, would you use them even in this period to get that vision from you that will help this work grow and strengthen them. Lord, we want to fulfill Psalm 78, verse four. It says, we will teach the next generation the wonders of God. Would you bless them as they step up in doing that? In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen bless you guys yes give them a clap if you want thank you we'll obviously hear more for them and see them pray for them bless them encourage them as we do that as we seek to move forward so are we going to do our last hymn together giving you know to give I don't need to say much about that do I give because as you supply your seed guess what we're able to supply others So give, you can read that. Let's go for it. Now ladies, here's something for you. Mark it in your diary. Kerry and Bev are going to lead a ladies' retreat. We'll try that again. Kerry and Bev are going to lead a ladies' retreat. So mark the 24th of June in your diary. It's going to be from 10 a.m. to 4 We have a great venue for you in Burgess Hill. It's got some nice grounds and nice opportunity to to meet together for the day. But for now, save the date. Before then, we have a great weekend coming up. I will send this out on Signal, but we have a great weekend of ministry coming up on two weekends. We have Pastor Jonathan from uh, Nigeria, who's in the country. He's going to come the weekend. On the Friday night, we have an encounter night where we worship, pray, and seek together. Let's get as many people as possible out to that on the Friday night. On the Saturday, we're gonna do a men's breakfast. Yay! Thank you, Philip. (laughs) So you'll need to see me about that uh, if you're able to come to that. On the afternoon, we're gonna go out and do some street evangelism. As Faith said, we need to be sharing that message, sharing the good news. So as many as possible, we're going to go out and do that. And we're going to pray for healing. We're going to invite people to know God's presence. And then on the Sunday, we're going to have a great celebration service, uh, which is going to be an international bring and share meal. So chicken gizzards all around. Uh, <laughs> Anthony will avoid those. So we're going to have a bring and share meal. It's going to be an international meal, all different types. We'll do that together. We have some Bible college students from IBTI. Burgess Hill coming, and Pastor Jonathan will speak that day. So we're going to have a great weekend. Amen. So let's I'll send these out in signal. Let's come ready, expecting God to do great things amongst us as we look for, because we worship God for who he is. Let's stand together and sing Blessed Assurance.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed the teaching. We'd love to hear from you, so please contact us. All the details can be found on our website. God bless.